I don't know what? why. Yeah, I don't know why I suddenly took a like Chicago gangster Ian esque ish turn. Yeah, that has I'm, nothing to do with today's episode. I was gonna say, and I am neither from Chicago nor a gangster, nor was I born in the like nineteen thirty. No, I guess I wouldn't have been born in the thirties. I wasn't born in the thirties, but born in like the nineteen hundreds. I don't That's know right. gangster Are, shit. Have we? Have we officially hit Spooktober? Uh, we are hella in delirium. Oh, mm. the second week of Spooktober, we've already just gone off the rails. I'm pretty sure I'm still not recovered from last year in terms of my okay, cool. delirium. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. But I'm happy to say that it started now. Cool. Yeah, if I've been faking it this long, I'm into it. Well, what are we? Who are we? What are what's going Delirious. on? Delirious. We just went yeah. over this. Come on. Um, we are crime culture. Yes. We are a podcast. Mm-hmm. We are both women. Yep. We are Haley and Caitlin. That's Haley. Yep. I'm Caitlin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in the middle of Spooktober. We are, we are, we are dead in the middle here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're hearing this, today, it's too late. We've, we've, we've already we've already started we've already started and before we get like too far into this uh i want to do a quick promo up at the top for cosmic green candles Yay! if you are a fan of good smelling things uh and who isn't then go to cosmicgreencandles.com and get yourself some good smelling shit they have uh, a set of uh, spooky time candles. They have fa- a set of uh, fall candles. Mm-hmm. And don't you dare look at the holiday ones until it is at least <laughs> after Thanksgiving. I thought you were going to be like, because I'm going to buy them all. Like, uh, no. Uh, no, 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 no. It's not Christmas time yet. <laughs> spooky time. It's true. Listen, you don't want, like, Haley seems like a total love bug snuggle puff of a person. But you won't like her when she's angry, and she gets very angry at the if idea you of skipping Christmas too early. Yes, at the yeah. idea of skipping Halloween and Thanksgiving. I feel like Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. I like Thanksgiving. Yeah, I feel like Thanksgiving also gets a uh, like mention in over. there. Yeah, it does yeah. get skipped over. And well, quite frankly, I I for as much as I hate working on Black Friday, I love Thanksgiving food. Yeah. And Cosmic Green Candles has a Halloween-type set of candles and a fall set of candles that you can properly prepare for your fall holiday season mm-hmm. before winter completely takes over everyone's lives. So CosmicGreenCandles.com, uh, we are happy to work with them again. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely uh, go check them out. But now we are getting into our episode for this week. And today we are talking about the TV show America's Most Wanted. I was going to do like a dun 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 of the theme song, but I can't. I'm not good at that. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, This comes requested from a listener uh, about a specific case. Um, But we're going to talk about so much more. So strap it. Buckle up, buttercups. Buckle up. Yeah. 
you know. Here we go. The show as a whole has a, it doesn't have a Rotten Tomato score at all, but it has it a Google score of, of 90%, and which is really good. Pretty fucking high. Yeah, I'm impressed. It also has a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, and IMDb typically hovers in the 5 and 6 range. Yeah, so I think that's, well, and especially considering, now, you have to take into account this doesn't include all of the, um, what do you call it, episodes? The, the spin-off the, like, type spin thing? Oh, the specials? The reboots, yeah. the revivals, the, yeah. the specials, the this, the that, the Which other Which we'll thing. get into. We'll get into all of that. But IMDb says, so 26 seasons... For, mm. for this, not including all of those other ones. Yeah. And 771 episodes. That's insane. Like, yeah. And, but it's insane. But also, and it's got seven point a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Like, and that's with over 2.2 thousand ratings. Like, yeah. reviews, whatever you want to call them. Like, that's, that's fucking impressive. I don't yeah. care what you think. I don't care how you call it. Like, however you might slice it. That's pretty great. Like, that's that's impressive. It. It's a great show. Yeah. Like, but I'm... to begin, we're going to talk about um, how the show even came to be and kind of like the backstory of it. Yeah. So we're going to go way, way back. So a little after noon on July 27th, 1981, John and Ravi Walsh, were shopping at a Sears department store in Hollywood, Florida with their six-year-old son, Adam, when Ravi let Adam watch some other, uh, some other kids playing on a model video game console. Um, you know, they have those, like, places set up where, like, the TVs are set up and, and you can, like, play games on them yeah. or whatever. Um, so she, she let him just hang out there while they shopped. And, Who I mean... Didn't? And it's it was the 80s. Yeah, it's a safe place. Like, yeah. he's around other kids. That's fine. Yeah. But when she returned from just three aisles away, just a few minutes later, just looking at something real quick and coming back, Adam was nowhere to be seen. Jesus. Despite his parents' repeated declarations that they believed their son was still alive, as they made pleas for the kidnapper to come forward, Adam's remains were found 16 days later. Ugh. And they later... Uh, learned a 17-year-old part-time security guard had incorrectly assumed that Adam was a part of an argument that occurred between the children playing the video game, mm -hmm. and after the guard had split up, had split them up into groups and ordered them out of the store through two separate doors, Adam was allegedly, actually, kidnapped by serial killer Otis Tool. This is alleged because Otis um, Tool was kind of partners with um, what's his name? The confession killer. I forget his name. Bro, I'm Henry gone. Lee Lucas. There you go. That's yeah. it. So he was kind of partnered with Henry Lee Lucas, who is known as the confession killer, who confessed to like a lot of shit. Yeah. And it's not confirmed, as far as I know, that um, Otis Tool actually did kidnap him. I think it was just one of those things that he confessed to. Yeah, he did say i guess because i had looked into this a little bit um he said something like that he had kidnapped the kid and at first he was really like docile in the car he kidnapped him allegedly with the intention of running away Asking and having him being his no having him being his like son like oh. yeah Ooh. yeah yeah I hate that um but the kid started to freak out as they got further away obviously 
So then yeah. he punched the kid in the face, knocked him oh, out, no. and oh, then no. was like, oh, he's still breathing. Like after a bit of driving, he was like, oh, he's still breathing. So then he strangled him to death. Um, that is what he said. All right. Um, there's also yeah. like, uh, there was, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, rumors, I guess, that actually uh, Jeffrey Dahmer had been instrumental in um adam's disappearance i don't uh, know i think this is a lot of like speculation on like high profile criminals at the time a, a, well not at the time this was this was in like 2007 um like yeah. after he was dead after after otis tool was dead uh he like just people were like i think that Jeffrey Dahmer was a part of this because like he had I guess been in Miami Beach at the time and then people said that they had seen like a young blonde yeah, guy I throw a kid into the van and it, it wasn't he had wasn't, a van it wasn't Dahmer's MO to go after kids though which exactly is well and it's funny yeah. you say that because he was even interviewed about Adam Walsh in 2002 and it, in um the the book um this is from the book that uh john walsh wrote uh tears of rage from grieving father to crusader for justice the untold story of the adam walsh case um ap uh, apparently adam Wal <clears throat> uh, Dahmer was interviewed repeatedly about adam walsh's disappearance and he kept denying 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 and mm. he said quote i've told I you i mean Ooh, go ahead. jeffrey Dahmer kind of confessed to as much as he was going to confess to. I mean, he was pretty upfront once so, he started getting interviewed. Yes. And well, yes and no, because he was like, he said, quote, I've told you everything, how I killed them, how I cooked them, who I ate. Why wouldn't I tell you if I did it to someone else? Yep. End quote. Mm -hmm. However, people have since like, what do you call it? Uh, reported, what have you, that he thought he also believed though that if he was thought to be a pedophile he'd be killed in prison and he did not want to be killed in prison um but for what it's worth the walshes do not think that jeffrey dahmer did it they think that otis tool did it and uh -huh. the case when the case was closed in 2008 they were like we agree with the police's findings that they believe that Otis Tool did it. Yeah. No. Sorry. So anyway. Tangent. <laughs> I know, a little bit of a tangent. But anyway, so although they were devastated by their son's murder, the Walsh's campaign for better provisions to help find missing children, eventually co-founding the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Ever heard of it? I think I have. 1-800-THE-LOST. Yes, they established it in 1984. Mm-hmm. So after the premiere of a 1983 NBC TV movie dramatizing the days following Adam's disappearance, the public was captivated by the Walsh's story and resilience, which led to John securing a deal with Fox and launched the TV show that we're talking about today, America's Most Wanted. Dun, dun, dun! According to John's 1997 autobiography that you talked about, Tears of Rage, mm -hmm. it, by the way, it has a 4.26 out of 5 on Goodreads with over 4,000 ratings. Oh, wow. Uh, he wasn't even the first person considered to serve as host of the show. Okay. Quote, they considered the author Joseph uh, Wambau and a whole raft of other of actors. Trent Williams, 
uh, Ed Marino. I don't know that name. Uh, Brian Dennehy, Brian Keith, and Teresa Saldana, who had previously played herself in a TV movie about how she was nearly stabbed to death by some psychotic, psychotic killer. Then during one of their marathon conference calls, Hurwitz suggested me, end quote. The rest, as they say, is history, and John Walsh was signed on to host the show, but not without some conditions. He -hmm. later wrote in an article for Newsweek, quote, I was approached about the show, but I had conditions for taking part. I wanted to run the hotline and staff it with real people, not cops. I refused to show the faces of any child victims on TV. There would be no salaciousness, and I wanted to show the cases and work directly with the marshals and FBI. I would pass the tips to the cops, end quote. Okay. I think that's, that's really good because I yeah. mean, I think people, some people can feel really intimidated talking to cops. So yes. I think staffing the hotline with just real people yeah. uh, was like a really good call on his part. And I think that the cops were also still there. Yeah. If, if memory serves me correctly. Um, but also this so TV show was kind of one of, with you didn't talk exactly. Yeah. yeah. But this TV show is also like kind of the first of its kind. So like people were still iffy on how this idea was going to work. Yeah. Like what, who was going to call in? Would they get a bunch of like prank calls? Like what was going to happen? Yeah. Like I tried to dig into this earlier to try to find out what the first true crime TV show was, what the first like find fugitives, what have you. And I could not really find an answer to that. I don't know, like, if I was Googling wrong or what. If you know what it is, go for it. But I almost want to say that this could be it. Yeah. Like, possibly? Maybe? Yeah. I mean, because the show premiered February 7th, 1988, as a half-hour program with a grand proclamation, quote, watch television, catch fugitives, end quote. Mm -hmm. Definitely something that would draw people in. Mm -hmm. Uh, It featured reenactments of dangerous fugitives that are portrayed by actors interspersed with on-camera interviews with John Walsh being the voiceover narration. And actually, fun fact from IMDb's trivia, one actress on the show that played the role of the criminal that she was portraying she portrayed it so well that she herself ended up getting arrested not once, but twice based on mistaken identity. Each time she was released from custody after her identity as the actress and not the criminal was confirmed by authorities, oh, which I think is insane. That's incredible. Like, yeah, that's good acting. You know, yeah, like right? that's 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 the shit. That's like, oh, my God. Like, that's fucking so. Each episode also featured photographs of dangerous fugitives, as well as a toll-free hotline where viewers could give information. And at the time, the number was 1-800-CRIME-TV, which was 1-800-274-6388. Mm-hmm. And um, all tips were allowed to remain anonymous. That's John nice. wrote for Newsweek, quote, I told people that they could re- remain completely anonymous when they called in a tip, and I meant it. With a phone call, people could finally pitch in to make the world a safer place. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that was, that's a lot of, like, problem with people calling in to tip lines and stuff is, like, Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to fucking know, like, keep my information private. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to, like, I still want to, like, make contact and get this person 
dealt with. Yes. And I think that's totally understandable, like to have those reservations. Yeah. Especially for a, a criminal, like combat that. If the criminal, if you call in with a tip and the criminal doesn't get put away, like, are yeah. you then in danger or your family? Exactly. Like, yeah, you don't know what that person's connections to these things are, what the repercussions exactly. might be. Like, yeah. you don't, you simply don't know. And I think that's yeah. smart to put that in, like, to have that in mind when you're creating a show like this. Yeah. And we mentioned uh, prank calls a little while earlier. And amazingly, apparently prank calls weren't a big problem for the show. And that's according to producer Michael Linder, uh, though they did receive a lot of hang up calls. But he suspected that this was just people who wanted to try dialing the number to see if anyone would answer. That's um, OK. Personally, I think it might be people who Chickened lost out. their nerve Same. halfway through. Same. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also given a significant number of fugitives on America's Most Wanted um, that had yet to face trial in criminal court, the show took care to adhere to the presumption of innocence as afforded under the law. So because... Cool. Yeah, because these people hadn't been prosecuted yet, it was like, this is the crime this person is believed to be the uh, perpetrator of this crime, but... I mean, they're not the person responsible until the court decides that they are. Yeah. And I mean, that's how it should be. Now, that's the responsible thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've seen some, I will say I've seen some criticism of the show and I think we'd be remiss not to mention it, um, that Walsh has never issued a retraction. So there have been people that have been proven innocent that have been identified from the show. Mm -hmm. And there have never been there's never been a retraction. There's never been like a thing being like, oh, it turned out that these people were innocent. Um, nothing like that. But I do think that their efforts to make it alleged, like using the term like alleged to make it so that like, hey, this is what they're wanted for doing. They they are said to have done this like I don't know. I think that I like I tried to put myself in their shoes and like let's say you and I did we did an episode on Ed Gein. Let's say Ed Gein gets proven innocent. I've tried to think of something outlandish. Um mm -hmm. like I don't know, would we issue a retraction? And obviously we're not nearly on the same level as America's most wanted. But I don't know that we would issue a retraction. Yeah, I don't know, because like most of what we talk, I mean, most of what we talked about as like older cases that have definitely been solved, maybe for like one of our So You Want to Know About episodes. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. If something like immediately came out that this person wasn't who we thought they were. Yeah. Uh, we would do a revised episode, but like, I don't know, we're not a national TV show. That's so. what I'm saying. Like, we're not a national TV show, so I don't think that the weight is as much on us. Yeah. But yeah, so, but I figure it's it's worth mentioning. But regardless, with John Walsh at the helm, America's Most Wanted began to broaden its scope, as we said earlier. Uh, in addition to the segments, like the regular segments that were narrated by Walsh, the show then went and expanded and did more segments, more series, more correspondence. Um, in 1990, the show's format was changed from 30 minutes to 60 minutes. 
And then that same year, it won the Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Informational Series. Love that for them. And mm-hmm. then the show's format was reverted to 30 minutes in 1995, but then was flipped back to 60 in 1996. Um, so there was a short-lived syndicated spinoff titled America's Most Wanted Final Justice, and that aired during the 1995 to 1996 season. Um, and then, so the 90s were a wild time for many reasons. Um but not the least of which, also I just realized that my ice maker is still on. Whoops. Um, if you listened to last week's episode, Hale? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you listen, nope, if you listen to next week's episode, oh. you'll hear that the ice maker was on then too. So I'm sorry in advance. Um, and I'm pa- future me is sorry, past me is sorry, present me is also sorry. She's still sorry to this day, but. Yeah, so a lot of shit happened in the 90s, including Fox actually canceled the show. Like, mm. they they dared. They had the audacity. Um, and that was in 1996, but it was only off the air for six weeks. And then it was finally reinstated because they they had to reverse their decision because there was such a huge public outcry, not just from like, your average viewers, but from law enforcement agencies and officials, politicians, like... I mean, it was doing the work for some law enforcement it agencies. It was! It really was! Yeah. Um, like, uh, we talk about this later. The FBI literally was like, hey, uh, could you please air this case so that we can try to find this person? And, like, yeah, think I about mean, that. they were getting crowdfunded into finding out where people were yes so yeah they when they brought it back it was brought back under the name america's most wanted america fights back which first of all i think funny because yeah they did fight back they fought back when you tried to cancel their show um yeah but like also nobody knows it as that like when it when it was showing up in all of my research i was like this isn't I'm finding I'm finding one of the spinoffs. I'm finding one of the spinoffs. No, like they yeah. legitimately changed the name and just nobody went by it. Nobody yep. nobody fucking used it. Love that. So yeah, so the series continued up until 2011 when it was canceled again um with mm. the final the final weekly episode airing on June 18th, 2011. Um though there were two, this is what I mean by like spinoffs and like specials and all of that. There were four 2-hour specials that aired for America's Most Wanted that fall in 2011. Um, And then at the time of its cancellation, its 24 season run made it the longest running program in the Fox Network's history. Damn. Yep. That record has since been broken by The Simpsons. Well, yeah. Yeah. But still, like, that's unbelievable. Like, think about that. So then... That September, following the initial 2011 cancellation, Walsh announced that the show would resume later that year on the cable network Lifetime. We all know it. Mm -hmm. And it did run there until it was canceled once again, this time for good, on March 28th, 2013, reportedly due to low ratings and also, like, they had to pay a fuck ton of royalty fees to Fox because they still held the trademark, the copyright, the website, like, all of it. Yeah, yeah. So... The show was then succeeded by John Walsh Investigates, a one-off special on Lifetime, and then a a reboot was also released by Fox in March 2021, 
which was co-hosted by Elizabeth Vargas, a TV journalist that you've probably seen, um, whether or not you, you, you know her face, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then you definitely know this person's face. Uh, former Contra Costa County cold case investigator Paul Holes, mm. who is best known for his contributions to the Golden State Killer case and being insanely hot. So mm -hmm. and problematic. No, no, no. That was um, his former co-host, Billy Jensen. Billy Jensen yeah, 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 was uh, okay. Me too in the past year. Uh, they they co-hosted the show cool Jensen Paul and Holes. Holes. Paul Holes is still cool. Paul Holes was like, okay, I cool. don't claim this, and was like really a dope dude. Is like really a dope dude. I don't know why I'm talking about. He's, like he's, a dope. he's also yeah. He's he is because he's retired from like investigating like as a detective and whatnot. Yeah. Once you like help solve the Golden State Killer case, you can probably retire. You've peaked. Yeah. There's nothing else. What do you get? Well, yeah. What are you gonna do? Like, what gets better from there? Think about that. But yeah. Um, he he joins the he joined the my favorite murder podcast universe. That's what he did. Yeah. Um, hashtag hot for holes. But yeah, so John Walsh didn't come back. Uh, he was doing a series on Discovery, and the cops are coming for me. Apparently, if you can hear them, that's why. Uh, it's Paul Holes. Are you, uh, Paul? Oh hey, Paul, are you coming for me? Arrest me, Daddy. No, stop that. Goodbye. <laughs> um, nope, nope. Elliot, Elliot, cut that out. Nope, so he won't. The revival had his full endorsement, though. He was he was just as excited that it was coming back as everybody else. And yeah, yeah, because it helped so much. Yeah, And like, that's what he cared about at the end of the day. Like, and that's what I really love, too, is it doesn't need to have his face attached it to it or his name. Doesn't. attached to it. And like, for example, I didn't know that his wife and he co-founded the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and that they still serve on the board. His wife is like the head of the board. Yeah. Uh, Reve. And it, it like just that none of this has gotten to their heads. And that they're not like, do you know who I am? Esque. That it's still to this day about helping kids, yeah, and helping other people. Like that, it's helping that families. It's, yes, help. Yeah. yeah. So the revival was basically an updated version of the original series. Like, for example, they still did the reenactments. They still showed photos, but then they also did things like they incorporated new technology, like augmented reality to show things like a full body render of suspects or of missing children as they were last seen or missing children as they had aged suspects as they had mm -hmm. aged were artificially aged. Um, and any like identifying features like tattoos and scars, like recreating those. So yep. the toll-free tip line was also changed to 833-3AMW-TIP. And that's 833-326-9847. And the website was changed from amw.com, which is still owned by Fox. But at least now, if you go to it, it links to, like, hey, watch the series. Um, uh -huh. it, so it was changed from that to amwtips.com. and that makes sense. Yeah. So an extension of the series, because that's the other thing. They like straight up like RuPaul cinematic universe this shit. And they had an extension of the series air on Fox, like Fox Nation, the streaming service. And uh -huh. it was hosted by Nancy Grace. And it was called America's Most Wanted Overtime. All right. And Nancy Grace is a very intense person. Yeah. But like, what about the babies? But mm -hmm. 
I, I just, I'm like, wow, like we're really getting into this. Um, so according to Variety, the show was on the air for just a week when it assisted in the oh, capture no. of, fug of a fugitive named Philip Dent, who was wanted oh, yeah. for committing a carjacking. So it had been off the air at this point for, let's see, like 13, uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Don't at me. I can't do math. Eight years. Yeah. And in just one week, they were right back at it. Think of like how much would be solved if they rebooted it on like Netflix or Hulu oh or God. like an well, easier mean, streaming Netflix service. Netflix did to get. reboot Unsolved Mysteries, so it is. I know. They could. Yeah, yeah. They could. And I know, but if they did this and did like more episodes, because Unsolved Mysteries they didn't do too many episodes, although they did do them very well and they yes. deep dived into them. Yes. I think we talked about Unsolved Mysteries on another episode, but um, yeah. I mean, if if this reboot had been on for a week and already helped capture somebody like right like think of all the good they could do if people did it now think of what, all the good it could do if people if they did it during like the pandemic yeah like uh, i'm, I'm and it's so... easy to do during the pandemic just have like evidence photos and like zoom interviews and stuff and like people were clamoring for uh content yeah. When we were all sitting but actually, at home. No, but you're absolutely right. Like, it, it's something that people, like, look at how everybody ate up Tiger King. Like, people exactly, very yeah. much would have, I think, enjoyed this. Like, not enjoyed, yeah. that's not the word, but, like, that they would have, like, they would have watched. Consumed they would have, they would, Yes, that's the perfect word for it, actually, is consumed. Um, And so, I don't know. I don't know. But they haven't yet. Haley, maybe you and I should bring it back. Um, sure. And that's the thing, too, because like America's Most Wanted. So the reboot did get canceled after just one season, despite being successful yeah. in its first week. Um, the ratings just were not the same as the original. Um, but no one has fucking uh, cable anymore. That's it. That's really what it is. Yeah. And however, amwtips.com. I haven't checked the phone. I can call them now if you'd like me to, but I'll be just one of those people that calls and hangs up. That's what it is. They all yeah. have podcasts and they want to know if the phone, is, all the phone number is still, still working. working. Yes. Yep. Um, but I did go to the website and you can still submit a tip today. Like right now you could submit a tip. Yeah. Like it's still active. People are still like, yeah. So watch the backlog of episodes and submit something. If you know of anything. Yeah. Like think about it. Like, just consider it for yeah. one second. But yeah. Uh, well, next we're going to talk about something that sounds like it's pretty saucy, but mm -hmm. it's not. It's John Walsh's Dirty Dozen. Oh. Yeah. Paul Holes. So similar to the FBI 10 most wanted fugitives list that most people know about, John Walsh also maintained his own, uh, quote, most wanted list, end quote. And he called it the Dirty Dozen. Mm -hmm. And the list consisted of 12 notorious fugitives who had been profiled on the show and were at large at the time. Uh, four of the Dirty Dozen were also included on the actual FBI's 10 most wanted list. Mm -hmm. Because it hasn't been added to since January 8th, 2013, when the original show like right. was taken right. off the air finally, only some of the fugitives on the list are still wanted. Uh... 
Example, resort killer uh, Beecher Farrell Hackney was removed from the list after his body was discovered in September 2012. Paul Averne Jackson Mm -hmm. and sibling Vance Roberts were believed by police to have lured teenage girls into a homemade sex torture chamber that they built in the residence they once shared in Hillsborough, Oregon. Roberts turned himself in and was ultimately sentenced to 109 years in prison. But Jackson, who was also featured on another show called The Hunt with John Walsh, was only removed from the list after being arrested in 2015 by immigration officials in Guadalajara, Mexico, where he appeared to have been living for years using an alias. Scummy. The 11th person. Yeah, right. The 11th person on the list, Andre Neverson, um, who was wanted for the violent murders of his sister, Patricia Neverson, and his ex-girlfriend, Donna Davis, was arrested for a traffic violation in 2018 and ultimately sentenced to 50 years in prison uh, this year. Mm -hmm. And Yassar Abdel Saeed was wanted for the fatal shootings of his teenage daughters, Amina and Sarah, in a quote-unquote honor killing and dumped their bodies in his abandoned taxi cab. And I remember he that case. Kept, Do you? Yeah, yeah. and uh, I actually watched, I don't think it was America's Most Wanted. I think it was just like a YouTube video like detailing yeah. this case that I got like really heated about. But this was before uh, he was actually captured August 26, 2020 in Justin, Texas, and two years later was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So actually reading this, I'm super happy that he was convicted because the whole story about that is really deeply upsetting. Really fucked up. And and I remember when he got... I remember... So I don't remember when he was found. I do remember when he first committed the crime, and then I remember after when he was sentenced. Um, Yeah. Because... I, I vaguely remember reading. I'm pretty sure he also tried to be like, I didn't do it. Yeah. And which was totally bullshit. Like he was a hundred percent. You killed guilty. your daughters. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing that I think uh, Unsolved Mysteries and also America's Most Wanted did is they told the stories of what happened to these victims and mm-hmm. they got you heated and worked up yes! and like I want to catch so this person much. because now I have the emotional connection to it. If you just tell me mm-hmm. somebody's name like Paul Avern Jackson, like I don't know this fucking guy, but if you tell me what he did to these people, I'm like, Fuck okay, the, he yeah. needs to be fucking caught. Yeah. Well, and I think that's also part of the effect like at the end of Adam that that TV movie John and Reve Walsh appear at the end of it and they're like, hey, this is real. This happened to our son. Yeah. This happened to our family. And people, the, the public became so connected mm-hmm. because of that. It's, this is just another, on a broader scale version of that. Yeah. Like it's, it's really, there's no telling how much a human connection, how much of a difference that can make exactly in some of these cases. Yeah. So like this show is important because it brings attention to all of these cases that people might not know about that people could have a connection to, but you don't know. Exactly. So uh, last is alleged murderers, William Joseph Greer and Jason Derek Brown have also since been removed from the dirty dozen list for being captured um, before being captured, but they are still wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple that are still on the list include uh, Robert Fisher, who is wanted for the murder of his wife, Mary, and his children, Brittany and Bobby Jr., 
in Scottsdale, Arizona on April 10th, 2001. And he then, after killing them, uh, burned down their house to try to cover up the crime. He (sighs) is also one of the ones that's on the the FBI's 10 most wanted list um, until he was actually removed pretty recently, November 2021. I don't know what constitutes a removal of the most wanted list. I, I, I don't it quote me on this. I, I think it's actually like if there's someone worse, worse, essentially. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he is considered to be America's most wanted public enemy. Number one. Damn. Yeah. That's, you don't want to be number one on John Walsh's list. No, if you murder your wife and two children and then burn down the house, that's, uh, that's some pretty fucked up shit. Yeah, you'll be burning somewhere. Yeah. Your time uh, will come. Next is Jose Fernando Corona, who is wanted out of Louisville, or I think it's Louisville, Louisville. Texas. It's Louisville. Is it Honey. Louisville? It's oh, spelled different. Okay. I think it's Louisville. I, was, I thought you meant like, you know, like. No, it's Texas. Kentucky. And I was like, girl. I know Louisville, girl. Kentucky. But this is Louisville, Texas. Uh, he brutally Autumn. murdered his wife with a chainsaw. Jesus, yeah. and I thought a wood chipper was bad. And also not even that long ago, April 26, 2010. I know for some people listening, 2010 is probably long ago, but it's really not that long ago. 2019 was like a year ago. Yeah, right. Um, the murder, understandably, uh, really shook the quiet community to the core, particularly right. his daughter, who he was really close with. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, to like see somebody in some way and then find out there's somebody completely different is just like, it breaks your entire worldview. Yeah, it shatters you, understandably, especially when someone you're that close to. Yeah, Like it's your father, think about that. But also he had no criminal record and he was otherwise just a a mild-mannered father of six who had a nervous breakdown and just carried out this extremely grisly act uh, which was really considered atypical of his character. Wow. Um, so he definitely needs to be like brought in. Right. Um, uh, but he has since been on the run from the law, possibly hiding out with friends in Friona? Friona? I think um, it's Friona. Like Fiona, but, but with a R. R. Yeah. With an R. Oh my God, it has hit in. <laughs> yeah, with a Yeah, the delusion has set in. Oh God. But like, if this is so out of character, it's definitely with in every like everyone's like well what led to this so to yeah. be brought in and at least questioned like we need answers i think that's the well reason and why for did he run if it in. was out of character is my exactly. question yeah but yeah um a few more people on this list are alexis flores who is wanted for the kidnapping and murder of a five-year-old child named iriana de jesus in philadelphia pennsylvania in july 2000 um a DNA test showed that Alexis Flores is a match in terms of this kidnapping and murder uh, mm-hmm. that came back in March 2007. And Flores was also placed on the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitives list on June 2nd, 2007, and remains on the list today. Mm. Um, Bernie Figueroa is wanted for the murder of two year old Alexia Lopez in Brenham, Texas. Um, trigger warning for excessive well any violence against a child is excessive but this is yeah it's excessive year old yeah uh skip like 10 15 seconds yeah um on march 11th 2008 
He punched Alexia in the stomach, separating her large and small intestines at the daycare facility where she worked, where he worked. She worked? He worked. She was two. Yeah, I know, but my notes say she. So I, either way, Alexia is what matters here. Yeah. Um, and Alexia was brutalized. That's horrific. Yeah. It's. Yeah. And Bernie is a woman. Yeah. I just did a quick Google. Bernie Maya Figueroa. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, maybe Bernice Bernadine. Okay. Bernadette. Um, but next up, we've got Francisco Javier Lopez Gonzalez, because I don't want to give much more time to these people. Um, and short and sweet, he is wanted for the murder of his stepson, who was a minor at the time. Mm. Uh, not much is known, or rather not much. I couldn't find much about him in his case. L.B. Harz was wanted for sexually abusing young girls in Columbia, South Carolina. He had previously served time for sexually abusing his own daughter, Terry. Mm. And when he was released, he picked right back up doing what he was doing. And so, yeah, fuck that guy. Yep. And then finally, we have Daniel Hires. I think it's how you spell it. Or Hears. H-I-E-R-S. Sure. Um, doesn't matter. He's a fucker. Um, he's wanted for the murder of his wife, Ludamilla, in Goose Creek, South Carolina, in March 2005. He is also wanted for sexually abusing a child in Charleston, South Carolina, shortly before he murdered his wife. And sh shockingly, he is a former cop. Mm -hmm. um, he was actually on the U.S. Marshals' 15 most wanted list up until last September. Wow. September 2022. Yeah. Um, in 2018, he was reportedly arrested in Shanghai, China after huh. being on the run at that point for 13 years. Okay. However, a spokesman for the U.S. Marshals Service, Dave Oney, told the Post and Courier last September that the marshals have not been able to confirm his arrest. Weird. Okay. Uh, they requested information from the Chinese embassy located in Washington, D.C., but those requests went unanswered. So even Pretty though this was up. like nationally reported... That, oh, they found this guy. He got arrested. Um, there's no confirmation that he's yeah. been arrested. So as far as they know, he is still at large because, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, enough about these assholes. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some other assholes. Um, a bit of a lighter note because most of these are solved, I think. I Yeah, most of these are solved. Um, so in more than 25 years, actually, the show reunited 43 missing children with their families. Wow. Excellent. And they assisted with or assured the capture of nearly 2,000 fugitives. Damn. And yes. And, and that's, and I rounded it up only because the numbers differed. I saw everything from like 1986 to 2002. And those okay. are not years, my friends. Those are people. Yeah. Um, so also, according to the FBI's most wanted list, like frequently asked questions page quote to date 17 10 most wanted fugitives have been located as a direct result of tips provided by viewers of this program and wow that's yeah that's crazy like, hell yeah so felix agrees i don't know if you heard him go <laughs> um but he did i promise so many of the series cases have some connection outside the u.s or have not taken place in the u.s at all which i thought was interesting 
Um, and the series' first <clears throat> international capture was in Nova Scotia in 1989, just a year after oh, wow. it was. Yeah, just a year after it premiered. Okay. Um, but obviously, we cannot cover all of these cases. So here are the highlights. Yeah. And we're going to start with David James Roberts because he was the very first case covered on America's Most Wanted and was chosen by Walsh himself. Wow. Yes. Uh, Walsh later wrote in Newsweek, quote, this child killer was on the FBI's most wanted list. No one had any idea where he was, end quote. So that's my phone telling me I need to go to the gym. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to the gym because happening. it's spooktober. My, my adrenaline rush is trying to get Catching all of these criminals. episodes done. And catching criminals. You know what? Yeah, I'm running to catch criminals. What is your cardio? Um, that's right up there with like one of those t-shirts that yep. you would buy for somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's your superpower? I'm a mom. Um, so <laughs> Haley likes that one. Um, so anywho, as soon as the show's first commercial break started, the hotline fucking erupted. This is episode one. Yeah. Hotline erupts just again. They could not find this guy. He was on the most wanted list. He yeah. nobody knew where he was. Four days after this first episode aired on February 11th, 1988, he was found hiding out in Staten Island, New York and captured. Wow. I know. Roberts went on to plead guilty on January 27th, 1989 to escape and kidnapping charges. And he is currently serving several consecutive life sentences in prison. Good. Rot. Next, we have Stephen Randall Die. Um, the show featured his case on May 8th, 1988, in connection with, he was wanted in connection with the shooting of a man in New Jersey in 1986 and the murder of a motorcyclist in Ohio in 1981. Mm -hmm. And after seeing his own segment mm. on America's Most Wanted, I know you didn't think I was headed there, did you? Die, who at this point was living in California at that time, um, he got really nervous that he was going to be caught and found out. So Good. he flagged down a cop <gasps> car in a cop, but in a car in San Diego on May 20th, 1988. Uh, fucker didn't even last two weeks. Uh, and he just gave himself up. And it was the first time a fugitive surrendered after being profiled on the show. Damn. I know. Next up, we've got Stephen Ray Stout. And this one's like, fuck this guy. Uh, fuck all these guys. But, yeah, I think that's a blanket statement for yeah, most of these people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on January 22nd, 1988, Stout got into a fight with his wife's stepmother, Bonnie Kraft, and he later recalled that she slapped him in the face. Uh, when he was captured and arrested for the murder of Kraft and one of her daughters, Maureen Turner, he later said he couldn't remember committing the crimes. He doesn't remember anything after slap his his ex stepmother in law, mm, something like that, okay. slapping him in the face. Um, he was like, "Yeah, like clothes were bloody, dipped. That was yeah. that." So according to forensic evidence, because uh, forensics fucking remember, he had beaten and then stabbed Kraft to death. 
before he turned on her daughter, 18-year-old Turner, 18, who he also beat, stabbed, and then strangled. Mm. And after the murders, he then stole Kraft's car and fled the state and assumed a new identity. All right. So he seemed to remember that something was up. Yeah. Later that same year, his case aired on America's Most Wanted. And like I said, he had started a whole new life. And the woman he was living with at the time actually was watching the show, sees this episode and confronts him and asked him if he was the guy. That's really featured scary on and his dangerous. own segment. Like, I don't know. I that know. I what a brave bitch. Him. I think I would call. I don't know that I'd confront because like, you don't know what but apparently he's it looked just like of. him. Well, that that's true. That's, that's the thing, true. though. Like, if I suspect somebody in my life is a murderer, like, I'm not confronting them. I'm just calling. I'm getting the fuck to, out of there. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm removing myself from the situation and calling somebody to take care yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, but, so she asked him. And he bold. admitted that he was. That's crazy. Also bold. Yeah. And so she turned his ass in. And thanks to her tip, Stout was arrested by FBI agents in Gulfport, Mississippi on December 6th, 1988. He wasn't even at large for a year. Wow. All right. Yep. Next up, we got Mark Goodman, who on May 15th, 1988, Mark Goodman was already in prison. Okay. Uh, He was actually in the final stretch of a brief stint in the clink. Mm-hmm. following a burglary con- conviction in Palm Beach County, Florida, but he was wanted elsewhere in the country for escaping federal custody after being convicted of armed robbery. Ah. But they didn't know that, like, basically he was that dude. Like, it at this prison where he was in Palm Beach County, he, yeah. like, nobody else knew that that was what he was want. He was nationally wanted. Until... He was featured on America's Most Wanted. But again, Hale, where did I say he was? Prison. Prison. According to the New York Times, quote, he tried to change channels because, yes, bitch, this was on in prison. That's crazy. Quote, he tried to change channels, but the other prisoners recognized him and informed the guards who decided to move him to more secure quarters, end quote. Wow. They literally were like, yo, he's right here. Like, think about that. How insane must up, that be for the other prisoners? Yeah. Huh? How, how insane must that be for the other prisoners? Be like, dude, I know this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that they were like, no, fuck him. He's here. Yeah, right. Like he apparently he tried to change the channel. He tried to be That's like, hilarious. yo, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. And they were like, nah, fuck you. I'm getting that reward. And they were yeah. like, yeah, he's right here. But it gets crazier. So while he was because they tried to move him to like a more secure facility while they tried to sort all this shit out. Yeah. While he was being transferred to that facility, Goodman escaped fucking custody. <gasps> he slipped out of his handcuffs, leaped over a fence asshole. and fucking dipped. And then he was ultimately, thank God apprehended at a local shopping center the next day because oh, again he was on america's most wanted like he so yeah, it was just it was there. like a double whammy yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying like hell fucking yeah um next up we've got this is the only unsolved case that we have on this list okay and it is also the only case <clears throat> that sparked us covering the, doing this entire episode yeah this is a listener request from Amy. 
Hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. I don't I don't think you're the same, Amy. I hope you're not. But if you are, there are some people who would love to find you. Yeah. Um, but Amy requested that we discuss the case of Amy Lynn Bradley, who is, as I as I said, this is unsolved. Um, she is missing. She is currently yeah. still missing. And in 1998, uh, Amy, who at the time was a 23-year-old Longwood University graduate, uh, was going on a cruise to the Caribbean with her family, Royal Caribbean International Cruise Line. It was their ship Rhapsody of the Seas, which okay. is very like fancy and shit. Um, they always have these fancy names for cruise ships. I don't know why. Um, but so... The vessel departed San Juan, Puerto Rico on Saturday, March 21st, 1998, um, and traveled to its first port of call, the island of Aruba. Mm. And during the early morning hours of Tuesday, March 24th, Amy and her younger brother Brad were headed to the ship's nightclub to go dancing. And records do show that Brad decided to return to his cabin earlier than Amy and that the ship's door lock records showed him entering his cabin around 3.35 a.m. and that Amy soon followed five minutes later. Brad's name is Brad Brad Bradley? Bradley. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I too, noticed this. So, Philip Amy, Phillips. Philip Phillips, like, it happens. Some people do it. You know what your last um, name is when you name your child's first name, just so you know. I, I, that broke me. I want you to know that my brain just like short circuited and yes, I'm just going to say yes. It's Go not ahead. a surprise when you name your child, your child's first name, part of the same of your last name. All right. You're somehow making this worse. Okay. No, like, sorry. You're, you're this like is a, about Amy. You're like a fucking sphinx. I, I can't, I can't with you. Why is a raving like, like a writing desk? I don't fucking know. This is about Amy. Um, huh? This is about Amy. I, I thought you said because it's navy. And I was like, we didn't what? talk about the color of the desk. <laughs> it is about Amy. I didn't get us derailed. You fucking did this. I know. I was thinking about it too much. Yeah, I understand. I, I too, think too much. Um, depending on who you talk to, we as women think too much. Um, do I agree with this? No. But let's get back to Amy because we're still trying to fucking find her. Yeah. So Amy and Brad chatted before heading to bed. And then Amy's father, Ron, woke up, Amy and Brad's father, Ron, woke up around 6 a.m. to check on Amy, only to find her missing from the balcony that she had been sleeping on earlier. She slept on the balcony? That was my question. I don't like that. Um, don't like that. Please don't do this. Um, but yeah, so the ship later departed Curacao and continued on to the island of St. Martin or St. Martin. And further traveled to St. Thomas, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and then returned to San Juan, Puerto Rico on March, uh, yeah, March 28th, 1998. Yeah, a week and, later. Yes, a week later. And when authorities were alerted that Amy was missing, the Netherlands Antilles, Antilles? Antilles? Sure. I think it's Antilles. Uh, Coast Guard conducted a four-day search in the surrounding waters and along the cruise lines with no results. Um, authorities began to speculate that she may have fallen overboard from the balcony and drowned, but investigators have rejected this theory because Amy was known to be a strong swimmer and searches 
turned up no sign of her. Yeah, and think about it. Like you're it searching like four days later and it's the fucking ocean. But that's what I'm saying. It's the fucking ocean. So like human remains haven't washed up at some point and they haven't been like, who could this be? And like, think about it. There's a lot of places the body can go in the this ocean. This is all weird. This is all weird. Yeah. And there's, there's, it, it's just, I don't know, man. It's a weird fucking case. Like, I don't, I don't blame, a, like, I don't blame our listener, Amy. I don't, yeah. For and I also it. don't, I don't blame the family for being interested in finding out what happened because the not knowing yes. is That's the, the worst absolute part. worst. But like my first reaction to just hearing about this case is that she fell overboard. Maybe natural causes animals uh, losing the ability to swim, uh, storm, uh, getting caught in the, the wake of the ship, the rudders. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I know. There's a lot of I like know. natural causes that seem plausible rather than anything nefarious but i also yeah. personally would never go on a fucking cruise ship ever in my goddamn life well not after what happened in 2020 not after what happened in 2020 i don't want the shit disease i don't want to get lost <laughs> overboard jesus i don't want any part of any cruise ship ever in my life watch triangle of sadness and then tell me that you want to go on a cruise i never um, want to go on a cruise but so there are some theories that have circulated regarding Amy having disappeared. Um, mm -hmm. One is that she was kidnapped and sold into a into a sex trafficking ring, a human trafficking mm. ring. It's a very big industry, I guess, down in the Caribbean. Mm. And um, one of these things that supports this theory is a witness from a U.S. Navy officer who claimed he heard a worker at a brothel in the Caribbean claiming to be Amy. Mm. And he like a, a photo in 2005 was emailed to Amy's family. Um, another piece of evidence was the inconsistencies of the witnesses on the night of the disappearance. Um, Amy's mother told People Magazine, quote, I remember people, I remember watching people watch her admiringly, admiringly. And then she later went on to say, quote, Amy would have been a trophy, end quote. Mm. Um, and it also includes suspicions of the staff members on the cruise and the the band that was playing on the okay. cruise. Um, one of these suspicions includes the inconsistent story that one of the band members presented to the authorities that was completely different from what CCCT, CCTV footage had captured that okay. same night. Weird. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, throughout that night, the family had been, the Bradley family had been approached by the same waiter over and over asking to pass a note to Amy, which was him inviting her to go out for a drink once they got to shore. Weird, um, hate that, don't like that. Yeah, and in addition, the pro photographer who had been at the cruise the entire time and printed out all of the photos taken throughout the entire duration to sell the family could not find a single photo of Amy that was in any of these photos. Like she yeah. just there were there was no trace of her in these photos. Okay. So weird. then they the family thinks that she had been removed by somebody. Um, another theory is that she had been murdered on the ship and thrown overboard. Mm. Um, but the only evidence supporting this is that a jawbone washed ashore on a beach in Aruba, and so they were like, "Oh, could this be her?" And then the final theory does, like we've said, 
involve that Amy fell overboard or that she committed suicide, which had initially been suggested by authorities, but was rejected by the family. Authorities um, always like to throw that out there immediately <laughs> with yeah. no real like evidence for anything. Yeah. Maybe it makes their jobs easier. I don't know. Yep. Um, regardless, though, um, also in August 1998, tourists said that they saw a woman who resembled Bradley on a beach. Um, Amy, Amy on a beach. So there are people who think that she either way, she just like dipped, made herself scarce. Um, but the FBI is offering twenty five thousand dollars for any information that could potentially lead to Amy's recovery, um, Amy's the, the, the arrest or conviction of someone responsible for Amy disappearing um, on top of that, her family. Again, they have not seen their sister daughter since 1998 yeah. um they are offering a $250,000 reward reward for information leading to her safe return and another reward of $50,000 for any information that might lead to her current location yeah and um, i think interest was renewed in this case because of the natalie holloway thing right it was which which i believe john walsh also helped with he, yeah he tried to help natalie's family too i think we'll we'll probably um, do like a big episode on natalie holloway oh yeah and like oh, we'll yeah. probably revisit the amy lynn bradley case like within that episode yes. so uh just there's more just information so you know. just so yeah. you know there's more yeah. information on this yeah um but yeah, it, it's just, it's really fucked. And I, I just, I don't know, man. Um, but the case was featured in 2007, I believe, on okay. um, America's Most Wanted. And even still, like Amy's whereabouts remain unknown to this day. And she was declared legally dead on March 24th, 2010, because it had been 12 years and no body had been found no witnesses had come forward and so just yeah. yeah um so if you have any information there are many ways that you can contact the fbi and her family just don't tip be lines, like that dick tip line still years works. ago yeah just don't be like that dick years ago who some dude uh pretended he was just like oh like i'm a former navy seal or i am a current navy seal something like that and he's like i've got a very special team all like very liam neeson style and was just like giving all of this information to the family like oh she had a barbed wire tattoo like i think it was no it wasn't a barbed wire tattoo barbed wire had something to do with this i read this like days ago um but the family sent him like hundreds of thousands of dollars to be like, please find our daughter. Like he he said that he knew where she was, everything. That's fucked up. I hate that. Yeah. 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 And he he completely defrauded them. And he went to he he went to jail. He like got what he deserved. But don't do that to people. Don't fucking do that to people. But if you do have information that you might think could be helpful, yeah. Please pass that along. Um and then next up, because we're still not done with these people, these are some fun cases, I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, they're not, I shouldn't say they're not fun, but they're interesting to hear about. I think that's what it is, is yeah. we're just fascinated by these things. How can this, like, your brain wants to make sense of this 
horrific moments in mm-hmm. someone's life in our history and so on but um we're halfway through number five we've got eric franklin rosser also known as doc rosser um who i don't know if he was a doctor but he was the first pedophile to be placed on the fbi's 10 most wanted list top 10 most wanted list so hate that hate that and he was also john cougar mellencamp's keyboard player excuse i know from the late 70s until the early 80s um john mr coog what the fuck what what is up here uh so rosser committed a slew of sexual abuse crimes against children Uh. and after he fled the united states because he had been caught um he was on the run for over a year while authorities just desperately tried to track him down and during this time that he was not in the united states he used three different passports to travel through europe and asia and got a fuck ton of cosmetic procedures like liposuction Mm. plastic surgery all kinds of stuff to try to alter his appearance wow so that he could yeah so that he could like escape So after he was featured on America's Most Wanted in 2001, law enforcement was flooded with tips from literally all over the world, 53 different countries. And how do you even sift through that? That's insane. It's well, it's wild, but they did because he was ultimately found. He was working as a soloist with the Bangkok Symphony in Thailand and was providing piano lessons to Thai children. (gasps) I know. Fuck I hate this guy. That. And when they searched his apartment in Thailand, it was <clears throat> full of more evidence proving his crimes. And so he was extradited to the United States and he served 16 years in prison before he was released in 2017. Released. 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 No, I don't like that. No. We don't we don't like the release. That's that's I, it, I mean, it, it, and I, mean, I believe depends. I was like, going to say, I believe in like serve your time, like do your crime, serve your time, blah, blah, blah. But if you um, take that many uh, steps to run from your crimes, I don't know if you can be rehabilitated. Well, and that ain't it. That ain't all. We're not no. done. Because in July 2017, according to court documents filed by federal prosecutors, uh, Rosser was riding a bus from Butte to Billings, Montana, Mm -hmm. in July 2017. And another man, I can't even imagine this person, what they're like, I can't can't put myself in this position. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody looks over, another passenger looks over Mm. and sees child sexual abuse materials (gasps) on Rosser's screen. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And this person is a fucking hero because they immediately approached Rosser. Like, what the fuck is this? Oh, and God, I wouldn't approach him. Oh, I fucking would. That's fucked up. You like I wouldn't approach him. I'd contact somebody. To- fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. But so this man approaches him and Rosser allegedly said, quote, leave me alone. I know I have a problem. End quote. <gasps> Bro. Yo. Are you fucking serious? You just served almost a 20-year prison sentence. Like Yeah. Yeah. 
And you're going to so, be so cavalier with your, like, crimes that you just, like, leave me do alone. this on a bus? Yeah. Fuck I know that. I have a problem. Clearly you don't. Yeah. So fucking brazen. So, yeah. So that passenger called the Billings Police Department, who met the bus at the station. And when they got there, Rosser admitted that he was looking at child sexual abuse materials and... Police also found $10,000 in cash strapped to each of his legs, along oh, with $50,000 in cash in his luggage and approximately $1,000 worth of weed, which he told police he purchased for personal use, allegedly. That's a lot of, that's a lot of weed for personal use. a lot of weed. It's a lot of weed. Um, and I'm all for, like, decriminalization of weed, federal legal, all of it. But, like, that's a lot of weed. That's a lot of weed. I know he weed is not the other... cheapest. Yeah. But for 2007, had... that's a lot of weed. He, he also, also had, had $60,000 in cash. Yeah. Uh, he also had a lot of other problems going on that I don't think we needed to even be brought up at that point, but whatever. Well, and because that's the thing, he also admitted to violating his probation and yeah. fleeing federal supervision super in Washington state. He had emptied his, his bank account. Which was the money he was strapped he, to him. Yes. And he fled so that he wouldn't have to go back to prison, which... He did. He pled guilty to accessing the internet with intent to view child pornography after he signed a plea agreement with prosecutors in October 2018. Um, he didn't dispute any of the information brought forth by federal prosecutors, as he told U.S. Magistrate Judge Jeremiah Lynch. Uh, Lynch advised that he'd be sent to a minimum of 10 years in prison and yeah. maybe on supervised release for the rest of his life after serving. Um, so his sentencing was set for... January 17th, 2019, and on February 20 uh, February 22nd, 2019, he was sentenced to another 10 years in prison. Mm. Um, not another 10 years, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he served his time. He was released in January 2013, 20, January 2017. By July, he was back at it. 2018, he's in prison. 2019, he begins to serve that time, February yeah. 22nd, 2019. Um, and... He was sentenced to 10 years in prison and to permanent supervision if he ever is to be released. Um, so last anybody's heard, he was incarcerated at FCI Englewood in Colorado. And fuck this guy. Yeah, I think and fuck the all these guys. In on. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Um, um, but we're not done. No, we're not done. Uh, one of the most unusual tips called in after an episode of America's Most Wanted Prison escapee Kevin Fuller actually called law enforcement himself after his segment aired on August 4th, 2007 to try to explain that things weren't actually as bad as the show made it seem. No fucking way. He was like, just trying to downplay bruh. shit. Uh, he had been arrested for bank robbery and ended up breaking out of a medium security fa facility. According to him, he had to leave to have a medical condition treated that the prison was just wasn't addressing. Oh, shit. However, police said that in the weeks since he'd escaped, he'd also strangled a bus driver and robbed a bank and a convenience store. Um, oh, well. Yeah, so he's not really running to a hospital to take mm -hmm. care of his medical thing. So Yikes. he ended up being sentenced to 16 years in prison. Uh, should be longer, but okay, Probably. whatever. I don't Jesus. understand some sentences, but whatever. Um, next, we have on May 2nd, 2008, the program's website received its 1,000th capture. 
Wow. And that was of Dwight Smith, a New York real estate agent who was accused of murdering a friend over a deal gone awry and was on the lam for nearly a year. Jesus. Then on uh, April 19th, a anonymous caller who had recognized him on the America's Most Wanted website disclosed his whereabouts and he was in police custody by that night. Damn. Yeah. That's excellent. That's so amazing. Just, to celebrate, the network got some of the Fox family to tape celebratory messages, including some really <laughs> awkward congratulatory wishes from the American Idol judges. What? Uh, at the time, those were Simon Cowell, Randy Jackson, and Paul Abdul, the OGs. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Let's see. 2008, that was what? That That's was what? Adam the OG Lambert's here? Yeah, I don't know. It is the OG era, but I'm like, I was a... I was a American Idol watcher. That was like one of the few shows that I was allowed to watch. Yeah. That, like, yeah. But that's not, I don't know. That's not really their Yeah. I don't think thing. Fox really needed to like go that far. I think uh, a job well done is just where it needs to lie and you don't really need to <laughs> you don't... get the network together. Yeah. We don't need like. We don't need to. No, I don't know. No. We, like we can celebrate without bringing yeah. sweet little Paula Abdul into this. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, so the next case is one that we have already talked about uh, on episode 45 of this podcast. And that was when in 2003, Walsh assisted in the solving of the kidnapping of Elizabeth Smart. Oh, yes. We've talked about this. Uh, so it was on this episode of America's Most Wanted where Ed Smart, the father, showed a picture of Brian David Mitchell's Emmanuel appearance. Like he mm -hmm. he dressed as a certain almost character. Um, yes. Mitchell's stepchildren saw the episode, identified him and called the show. And this led to the rescue of Elizabeth and the arrest of her captors, Brian David Mitchell and Wanda Eileen Barzi, who we have talked about again. Um, but after yep. Elizabeth was reunited. Though. Yeah, right. After Elizabeth was reunited with her family, she later met John Walsh, who wrote in Newsweek, quote, I was in Utah with her family on the day she returned home. I had <sighs> tears in my eyes, and when she walked in the door, this is going to make me cry, uh, she said, I'm so sorry about Adam. You couldn't find him, but you found me. Oh, End my quote. God. Yeah, I could, I could just weep. Yep. Oh, shit. Jesus. Yeah. And she was really she beautiful. was still little when she was found. Like to be that profound of like yeah, like that is that's 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 huge. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Well, and we know that she continued to do incredible. Yeah, things she can then be a huge advocate. Say for, wonderful things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. Next case, I'm only going to talk a little bit about because this is a huge case that I really want to do a deep dive into, and yes. this is probably the show's most successful case and that was of john list so john list if you don't know famous pianist <laughs> no no he, that's bronze list Sorry. he was um he was a hugely uh notorious family annihilator um he Jesus. was supposedly had he like he had a really good job 
at a bank in Jersey City, moved into this, was, I guess, pressured into moving into this huge 18-room mansion in Westfield, New Jersey, which you may remember we talked about, the Westfield Watcher. Yeah, This is the same I town. I am familiar with the Westfield Watcher and so Westfield, he, New Jersey, the place in New Jersey. I'll never be going because... No, I'll never be I, going. It's too expensive. Have no interest in well that, and I have no interest in being watched. But for nope. those who are interested in the case, it's episode seventy-seven. It is. Well, he moved into this town, this giant mansion, and then uh, he was fired from his job. But Yikes. psychotically, he didn't just like claim like, okay, well, I can't afford this, and then sell the house. He yeah, he didn't just claim unemployment, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> He uh, was too proud to even tell his own family that he was fired from his job. So he pretended to go to work for months. He packed his lunch. He headed out. He caught the train and he just sat in a parking lot or he sat at a coffee shop all day. Oh, my God. And then returned home and had no money and no job. And uh, he was catch up with you. Yeah. So he was like. TLDR, he was like super religious. He thought his kids were being corrupted by the world of the late 60s and 70s. And so came up with this insane plot. Again, we'll talk about it in a full episode. But he murdered his mother, his wife, and then sat with their bodies in the house for most of the day, waiting for his children to come home from school, who he then shot all of them and placed them all in like the living room of the house. And then uh, he had laid the groundwork for these crimes for weeks, months prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop, like stopping mail at the right time. Uh, he turned down the temperature of the house so that the bodies wouldn't smell. He oh. called the, the children's schools and saying that they would be taking an extended vacation so people didn't question them. Like he That's really, so like he he knew what he was doing. So after he killed his entire family, he took all of his money and he vanished and he came up with a whole new fucking life. And, uh, apparently like later on he was caught because of America's most wanted pretty much. Um, damn the person that he, or a family friend or somebody who was living next door, I forget who exactly it was. Um, saw him on an episode because there was an incredibly accurate, forensic sculpture like we'll post it when we do the um the full episode but Mm -hmm. it's literally like somebody was looking at him and like created a a bust like a sculpture out of him like everything down to his glasses was identical to what he looked like it was crazy that's insane to me also because he one of the things that he did he got all of the photos he cut his photo yeah out of everything yeah like and that they were able to still obtain, they were able to find, like, yeah. you so don't fuck with John Walsh. 18 years after he had murdered his family, Jesus. Uh, he was finally convicted on five counts of first-degree murder and was sentenced to five life terms, And but he ultimately died in a prison in Trenton, New Jersey on March 21st, 2008, at the age of 82 uh, from complications of pneumonia. Good so, riddance. yeah, there. I mean, this is a whole, like I said, a whole episode worth. Um, it's an insane case. That's but that yeah, was one of wild. America's most wanted biggest success stories. Yeah. And understandably so. Again, he'd been gone for 18 years just in the yeah. wind. Like, damn, that's ugh, see, it's doing good stuff. Um, And speaking of other good stuff, 
So now we're going to get into the pop culture side of things. Yeah. And we're going to start this off with The Simpsons. Uh, thank you. Yes, no, lead me in. Um, yes, the the series that dethroned America's Most Wanted as uh-huh. the longest running series on Fox. Um, so in the show's season one finale, Some Enchanted Evening, um, there was a parody of America's Most Wanted called America's Most Armed and Dangerous, okay. which featured a profile of the Simpsons babysitter, Ms. Botts, whose real name was Lucille Botkowski. Okay. I think, or Bots, Botchka, but I, I can't, my mouth can't make that sound. You okay, know what good. I mean? It's yeah. B-O-T-Z. C-O-W-S-K-I. And I'm going to say you weren't watching The Simpsons season one. I wasn't watching The Simpsons period. I definitely wasn't watching The Simpsons season one because like season one was out. I was not. That was in 1989, my friend. Um, But or or I guess by the at this point, because it's the last episode of the first season, it's season one, episode 13. You still were not out yet. I was still not out yet. Um, But no, I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons. so yeah, it turned out that she was this killer. And think about it, like the the Simpsons came out at the same time as America's Most Wanted. Think about that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she was nicknamed the babysitter bandit, her character. Then we've got, because they, they can't, they can't leave it at that. Season six, John Walsh made a guest appearance. Love it. On the show, I know, um, as the host of a parody of America's Most Wanted called Springfield's Most Wanted, mm-hmm. which was designed to serve as the lead-in to the resolution of the uh, cliffhanger from the end of season six, which, spoiler alert, but this came out in 1995, Who Shot Mr. Burns? Mm-hmm. That's the episode. It's season six. Episode 25 is is when... They ask who shot Mr. Burns. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I'm not familiar with the show, but I'm vaguely familiar with this. But I don't know if that's because it's very similar to I think it was Dallas when Jr. Yes. got shot. Yep. Because my mom will not fucking stop talking about when she was in a bar when Jr. got shot and like everything stopped. Like the world stopped. The world stopped. And like, yes, I remember that I was in the shower when Michael Jackson died. But like, these are not the things that. I was at work. That that's more productive. That's yeah. more productive. Were you really? I was. I, you know what? It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> not that it doesn't matter, but we're we're we'll going reminisce on a different episode. Well, yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah. So that was meant to serve as like the lead into like trying to figure out who shot Mr. Burns. Yeah. Um. And then the show Springfield's Most Wanted was also referenced during the episode Lisa's Rival in which the name of the character Milhouse Van Hooten is mentioned because he is going to be featured on the show. Um, And this event is reinforced by armed men who chase him multiple times in the episode. Yeah, I think Um, because it's on the same network too, like there's, that's why there's like so many, um, and because they came out around the same time, there's so many references uh, to it. Yeah. I like when there's references to stuff like that. That's fun. Yeah, no, I think that's and I think that's part of the thing that's made them so popular is that they've created a whole universe and incorporated ours into it. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah. So next up, we have the season six, episode 21 episode of the Golden Girls called Witness. Okay. Um, came out in 1991. And in this, the fictitious mobster, the cheese man. <laughs> don't don't make me laugh. Um, he brags that his most recent appearance on America's Most Wanted was the highest rated episode ever. Love it. And yeah, like, you know, good for the cheese man. Sure. I guess. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Um, But so next we have an episode of the 2018 American Crime Story series, The Assassination assassination of Gianni Versace. Um, They gave a shout out to America's Most Wanted when in, in the episode, an employee is of of like a sandwich shop in Miami is making a sandwich for Versace's killer, Andrew Cunanan. Um, And this is before Cunanan had killed Versace, Uh but um, he sees him in this shop. Cunanan makes, makes an order for a sandwich and he's just like, Oh my God, it's the guy. And he calls the police to report it and then leaves the eatery just before, but Cunanan, uh-huh. leaves the eatery before the police arrive. The episode left no doubt that it was Cunanan who was in this shop mm-hmm. because, you know, they've got to paint a picture. It's Ryan Murphy. We've spoken about him. Yeah. Um, but in reality, it was not as clear cut. Um, after the alleged serial killer was added to the FBI's most wanted fugitives list on June 12, 1997, uh, the Bureau asked America's most wanted for help in finding him. Mm-hmm. And four days before Cunanan murdered Gianni Versace, the show, like America's Most Wanted, the show, aired a segment on Cunanan, and the Miami police did receive a call from a Miami subs employee, Kenny Benjamin, mm-hmm. who swore that Cunanan was in the shop. All right. Um, like at that time. So the police arrived almost immediately because they were trying to catch this guy. Yeah. But the man that Kenny said was Cunanan had already left by the time the police showed up, even though they were like on it, though mm-hmm. who knows what the response time was. Um, so Kenny and had also ended up blocking the security camera's view of the person suspected to be Cunanan Jenny. while making the call. I know. So whether or not it really was him has never been confirmed. And Gianni Versace was murdered four days later. Damn. Like this, this could have prevented his death. Like, think, Jesus. God damn that's it, so, Kenny. Yeah, that's so fucked. Um, next up, we've got the 2019 science fiction action film Terminator: Dark Fate, mm. um, in which Sarah Connor reveals that she was featured in an episode of America's Most Wanted and is wanted in 50 states due to escaping Pescadero State Hospital, destroying Cyberdyne systems, and allegedly killing Mike Dyson 25 years later. Earlier, not later. But time is a construct in those movies. Yep. Um, And then finally, in an episode of the sitcom 30 Rock, Liz Lemon, played by Tina Fey, um, she mentions that she once appeared on America's Most Wanted, playing a woman who was strangled on the toilet. Okay. And 
Yeah, you know, no small go parts. off. Huh? Uh, no small parts. No small parts. Yeah. Uh, that's small actors. What is it? I don't know. It's it's no small parts, only small actors. Yes. Yeah. Please don't make me relive my youth. <laughs> um. But anyway, uh, that is America's Most Wanted. We may revisit in the future, like do a roundup of like unsolved cases. Um, yeah. Let us know. Let us know if you're interested. But that is what we That's got. That's what we got for now. That's what we got for now. And uh, we're on, again, we're on Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter. Uh, message us on any of those for the link to our Discord, to join our Discord community. It's really fun. We do spoiler alerts um, the day before episodes come out. We also uh, share pictures of our pets and good news with we each do. other and arts and crafts and uh, just fun stuff. If so, you're in the Patreon Discord, you will be seeing a photo of one of our pets as part of my drink for today because yes. I needed to show I have a giant thing of uh, Kirkland lemonade that I've been pouring into a glass. You're pouring Thank into you. a glass, but you're also just drinking straight out of the carton every once in a while. Wait, was I? I don't know. Before we Wait, started no, recording. I, I, I have been in a fugue fucking state. Are you kidding? Before we started recording, I did catch some glimpses of the the bottle. Oh my god. No, yeah. Haley, like I'm so fucking dead serious right now. I do not recall doing this. Like this is yeah. not a a what's his name situation. Like I killed my my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law situation. This is like I swear to god, like you please be fucking kidding. We weren't recording. I don't know then, what so I'm responsible know. for. And um, you know what? God damn it. But yeah, if you want to see pictures of what is Caitlin drinking this week? Yeah. <laughs> Join Apparently our she's drinking out of the bottle even though she got a glass so she wouldn't do this and get called out on the camera. I'm on the camera. Oh my god. On the you know camera. What? Take it away, Hale. Take it away. Take me away. Join Take the it Patreon. All. Join the Discord. Um, but re- whatever you do, we're in the middle of Spooktober. Well, I, we're, I mean, we're still towards the beginning of Spooktober. We're, we're, um, we're in the middle. Please say the middle. Sure. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Whatever get, she says. Just you're getting two up. episodes a week for the entire month. And um, we're just having so much fucking fun. We are having fun. So having fun. Uh, other than that, I mean, we we told you about Cosmic Green Candles up at top. So um, I guess we're going to see you on Thursday. Yeah. That's next. That is next. Thursday is coming. Bye. Bye.